Are you out there doing your best to get on with life? Because, as you already know, it's what you make of your life that really counts. And sometimes having a few shortcuts to help you on your way can be very useful. The NLP Matters podcast might just be the toolbox you need to focus your attention, your effort, your drive onto what really does make the difference. Built on the foundation of neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP Matters podcast offers proven recipes you can use to create and sustain your life your way. G'day and welcome to the NLP Matters podcast. I'm your host, Joe Clark. Since episode 16, we've been exploring the NLP technique called the Keys to an Achievable Outcome. This is a powerful set of keys that unlocks the foundation for ensuring our desired outcomes or goals are structured and designed in a way that maximizes our potential for success. Last week, we focused on the first two keys, stating our goal in the positive and specifying the present situation. In today's episode, we'll explore the third and fourth keys, which are specifying the outcome in detail and specifying your evidence procedure so that you'll actually know when you have achieved your goal. Now, you might find it a little bit hard to believe, but Quite often people don't recognise when they've achieved their goal. So they have something they're aiming to do or something they want to achieve and they're so busy doing it and so caught up in the process. When they actually achieve the goal, it's then what's next. So their attention has already shifted and their focus has shifted beyond the goal. And what that means is that you don't get to celebrate your successes. In fact, it sometimes can mean we get trapped in a cycle of feeling as though we never will achieve anything. And you wouldn't want that, would you? So with the keys to an achievable outcome, and in particular with this third and fourth keys, we really get to spend some time working out exactly what is it that I do want. Now, remember that NLP is based on modelling. So the keys to an achievable outcome have been modelled from people who are very, very good at achieving success. Some of you, especially if you're from Australia, may recall when Cathy Freeman won the 400 metres Olympic gold medal in 2000. So in her home country, she ran to win the 400 metres. This is a great example of someone who was very, very clear about her goal. From quite a young age, Cathy was absolutely determined to win a gold medal for her country, but not just for her country. Cathy is an Aboriginal woman, and she knew that her winning a gold medal would show Aboriginal people in Australia what was possible for them, that they could have a dream and they could achieve it. Even as young as at 14, Kathy Freeman told her vocational officer at school that her only career goal was to win an Olympic medal. And by then she had already won a number of national titles. At just 16, 
Cathy became the first female Aboriginal ever to win a Commonwealth Games gold medal. And in her elation, she carried both the Australian and Aboriginal flags on her victory lap. And despite being reprimanded for her actions, when she won the 200 metre run in the same Commonwealth Games, she again did her victory lap displaying both the Australian and Aboriginal flags. Kathy had clearly defined her goal. She wanted to win gold medals. But not only did she want to win gold medals, she also wanted to inspire other young Aboriginal people so that they could make something of their lives and achieve something as she had done. Winning gold at the Commonwealth Games was an amazing achievement for this young girl, but it wasn't her ultimate goal. Her ultimate goal was to win gold at the Olympics, which she went on to do in the 2000 Olympic Games in Sydney, Australia. As Cathy stepped onto the starting line in the Sydney Olympic Games, she knew she was not only running for her country, but she was also carrying the aspirations of Australia's Aboriginal people with her. And 50 seconds later, after the starting gun sounded, she flew across the finish line and won gold for the 400 metres. This time she did another victory lap, again carrying both the Aboriginal and Australian flags. Later on, Cathy explained that the carrying of both the flags was the culmination of a promise that she'd made to herself when she was just 16 and just beginning her international career. So she had defined her goal very, very specifically, right down to even what flags she would carry when she ran her victory lap. When we set our goals and model people like Cathy Freeman, we also want to be really, really clear about exactly what it is we're going for. And that is what this key in the Keys to Achievable Outcome is all about, being very, very specific about what the outcome is. We also know that as humans, pretty much everything we do has both conscious and unconscious components. When we're setting goals, there's a particular part of the brain, a tiny part of the brain called the reticular activation system that really helps us to focus and direct our concentration onto the important things that will get us closer to our goal. The reticular activation system, or RAS as it's known, is involved in sorting out the millions of ideas and billions of pieces of information that our brain receives. Filtering and modifying or deleting, distorting and generalizing the information so we won't get caught up in a backlog or get overloaded with information. I like to think of the RAS as kind of like a camera in the brain. You choose what you want to take a picture of, focus on that to the exclusion of everything else, then take the picture. Later you have the picture of what you focused on and everything else around that is not included in the shot, so it's deleted. Choosing a goal is like programming your RAS. And like all good programs, the clearer it is, the more efficient and effective the RAS will be when searching for your goal. That's why today we're going to have a look at making sure we know how to specify our goal in a way that it is very, very clear. Sometimes people think they've defined their goal, but what they've really got is a list of things they're wishing, wanting and hoping that they get to do or they get to have. So they're not really very specific about the goal they want to achieve. Other people say their goal is to be happy or to feel good, 
A feeling's not a goal either. Feeling nice, good and happy are emotional states. And we can change our emotional state in any moment merely by changing what we're thinking about. If you watch a sad movie, you'll have feelings associated with watching it. If you watch a funny movie, you change your emotional state. You can identify the difference between a state and a goal because a goal always requires you to have some steps to achieve it. If there's no steps required, then it's not a goal. And there are ways to set goals that make it unlikely you will ever achieve them and other ways to set goals that increase the likelihood of you actually having success. One of the ways to do this is to use the SMART model, where S stands for specific, M is measurable, A is achievable, R is realistic, T is timed and towards. Using the SMART model means we can deliver on both the third and fourth keys to an achievable outcome because we get to be very, very specific about our goal and we also identify the measures for how we'll know when we've achieved it. If we go back to our example of Kathy Freeman, her goal was to win a gold medal in the Olympic Games. And also, from 16 years of age, she included in her goal running a victory lap, holding both the Australian flag and the Aboriginal flag. Because her goal to win the Olympic Games was embedded in her bigger goal, which was to inspire Aboriginal people in Australia to go for their goals too. Kathy gives us a great example of defining a specific goal. She was very clear about who was who was going to be involved, her coaches, her team. What specifically did she want to accomplish? Where would it happen at the Olympic Games? What were the requirements and constraints she had to overcome? Kathy visualised the race over and over again. She knew every step that she was going to take. She could see herself on the starting blocks. She could hear the gun go off. She could hear the feet pounding along the track and hear the breathing as they were running faster and faster towards the finish line. She could feel the tape as she ran through first and she knew that she had done it. So she relived that experience over and over again in her imagination, watching it like it was a movie. She knew all the specifics. She could hear the crowds roar Kathy had a very specific description of her goal. She knew what she would see, what she would hear, what she would feel, what she would tell herself as she won the gold medal. Kathy also had evidence for when she achieved the goal. How would she know she had achieved it? Well, first she would feel the tape as she ran across the line first. She would hear the roar of the crowd She would do her victory lap with the flags in her hands. She would stand on the top of the podium and receive the gold medal and the bunch of flowers as she heard the Australian National Anthem. She had very, very clear measures that would tell her, yes, you've done it, you've achieved your goal. Now, on the way to getting the goal, no doubt she had other measures as well. For example, training measures. Was she on track? Was her preparation and training getting her to where she needed to be so she knew that on that day in Sydney she would run and win the Olympic Games? 
These are the measures that successful people put in place in order to make sure they will achieve their goals. And when we set our goals, what we want to do is model from this. So let's sit back and just think about a goal that we've got. I don't know, it might be a goal in your business or it might be a goal in relation to your own health and fitness or an exercise program or perhaps you're a runner or a cyclist. And as you sit back, have a think about what is my goal? What will I see? What will I hear? What will I feel? External feeling. What Will I feel the road under my feet? Will I feel wind on my skin? What are the sensations I'm going to have in my body? What am I telling myself as I move towards and achieve this goal? And get really, really specific about it. Then have a look at that and say, what other measures do I need to have in place to keep me on track as I train or as I prepare for this goal? How can I measure my progress? And set up some landmarks, if you like, on the way that will keep you on track and you'll really notice, yes, I'm nailing it, or I need to adjust my behavior or my training to suit a new situation or a new context. As you can see, the third and fourth keys to an achievable outcome are very, very important for ensuring that we get great clarity around our goals and around our measurements of success. How much? How many? How will I know when it's accomplished? These are the questions we need to answer to establish the evidence of our success. Using the keys to an achievable outcome gives us access to the superpowers of very, very successful people. We can model from them how do they, how do they achieve the success they've got. People like Kathy Freeman or a person who you admire who's done and achieved a goal that you want to go for. You want to find out how did they do that? What were they thinking? What was their goal? And get really, really specific about yours. Our unconscious mind loves the detail. And so the more detail we can put in there with imagery and symbols, the more likely we are to be able to have our unconscious mind and our conscious mind both working in alignment to help us achieve our goal. So far, we've looked at the first step, which is to have our goal stated in the positive. The second step was to specify the present situation. So really have a look at where I am now in relation to where I want to be. And in the third step, we are specifying the outcome, our desired outcome in great detail. And that comes straight after looking at our present situation. So it gives us a really good contrast. It really highlights the differences between how it will be when we have achieved our goal compared to how we are now. And the fourth step is to specify the evidence procedure, the things that tell us, number one, that we're on track towards achieving the goal, and number two, that we actually have achieved it. So that way we get to celebrate it when we get there. I invite you to sit down with the goal and just play with the keys to an achievable outcome. Give it a go. And join me in the next episode as we explore the next two steps of the keys to an achievable outcome. The fifth step of checking that the goal is congruently desired. And the sixth, which is to ensure the goal is self-initiated and maintained. And hopefully next time, my voice will be back to normal as well. 
Stay awesome and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Wow, thanks for showing up and listening in. We would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts, ideas or questions via email to joanne at destinypursuit.com.au. Now it's time to take today's recipe out into your own life. Notice the differences that show up as you apply it. We'd love to hear how you are progressing with your new approach.